comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abrahamdo. <laughs> hey, out now is a film podcast which has Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a retro review that has to do with the main feature of the week, games and other fun stuff. This is episode forty-three, and the main feature of the week is Chronicle, the new quotes found footage movie about a group of kids that get superpowers and joining us to discuss chronicle we have from legion of dudes and the walking dead tv podcast and a man certainly curious about before watchmen jordan from jersey hey how's it going and official blogger for the vhs diaries and someone who'd like to take one's face off alan aguilera hello (laughs) what's happening nothing much (laughs) i was telling everybody else a few seconds ago i've barely slept i've been drinking I'm extremely tired. It's two thirty in the morning, so but enough about prepare your life. for anything. <laughs> and I and I have barely drunk, but I have been plenty of sleeping. <laughs> okay. Awesome! This is going to be this a live show we're ever going to have. It is because we've just gotten we we've this, this was the, we're recording on the night of the Super Bowl. Actually, this means nothing to me. I didn't really care either way. <laughs> so, Abe, did you care about who won the Super no, Bowl? No, my team is Four Niners. We got knocked out in the NFC Championship. It's a bummer. I know Jordan didn't. Uh, Alan? Uh, I worked during it, and like a my team, the 49ers, weren't even. Woo! Yeah, doesn't matter. Well, at least at least we got a pretty a pretty sweet Avengers trailer out of it. Damn I didn't even get to see it because I was busy dealing with people who, yeah, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Let's get into things right now with a little Know Everybody, where we ask each other some questions and try to get to know everybody and get a feel for the... Uh, Feel for the episode here, and uh, Abe, why don't you start this week? Sure, okay. Jordan, what superpower would you choose to have if you had a choice? Honestly, telekinesis was a pretty cool one. I've always been partial to that. You can do a lot with it. Hmm, cool. Like anything that the Chronicle Kids did. Cool. And more. <laughs> uh, let's see. I will throw it to Aaron. Yeah. And I'll say, Aaron, when you inevitably injure yourself on the job and retreat into an alcohol-fueled depression, what will be your drink of choice? <laughs> drink of choice for for an injury. Hmm. Just say Mr. Pibb because he's like Dr. Pepper but didn't need to get his degree to make soda. And Mr. Pibb is awesome. That's like my favorite It's really soda. good. What's the, what's the, is there like a Mr. Pibb Extreme there or something is. like that? Yeah, yeah I don't gonna, think they make regular Mr. Pibb anymore. I it's think they Pibb replaced... Extra. It's Pibb Extra. I'm going to say Mr. Pibb Extreme, and then I'm going to pour Orange Fanta into it just to see what happens. Whoa. Because you're black. That's extreme, yeah, that's man. Too extreme. Black History Month. Thank you. <laughs> Alan, here's a question. Okay. Would you be down for a found footage movie with Muppets? Yeah. <laughs> How about a real question, Aaron? That was my real question. Yeah, of course. Duh. <laughs> I don't know why it hasn't been made. Make it. <laughs> 
do it. Jason Segel is right, okay, right my, now. Jordan, yes. which Channing Tatum vehicle are you least excited for? The Vow or 21 Jump Street? Uh, I'll say The Vow. I actually kind of like the trailer for 21 Jump Street. I do, too. Word. All right. It features uh, Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill. <laughs> okay. Uh, eight. Yep. If you get Chronicle-type telekinesis powers, are you going to use the powers for good or for awesome? Oh, for awesome, for <laughs> sure. I would be, like, watching every naked girl ever. It, it would be awesome. That's essentially what I forgot that Abe was only 14 years old. <laughs> Never grow up. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Alan. Yes. Who is your favorite superhero? Cousin America. Oh, cool. Did you say Cousin America? Yeah. Cousin America. <laughs> Yeah, he's from the South. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's from Shelbyville. Uncle Daddy yeah. cousin of America. No, uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America. And then close behind would be Bucky Barnes, the oh, Winter Soldier. Cool. He's the one with the big buck teeth who does porn, right, in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Duh. He discovers All the time. porn and he goes to Hollywood. Born to be a Marvel star. Mm-hmm. Because of marbles in his mouth. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Actually, he would probably be a really good team-up for Cousin America. You would, yeah. I've also seen that Captain Mexico is awesome. Um, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, nepotism in the film industry. For it or against it? For it or against it. Well, let's see. With for it, we got Sofia Coppola in Godfather 3. Against it, we had Nick Cage. And Robert Downey Jr. But yeah. Yeah, true. And against it, we got Nick Cage changed his name from Nick Coppola to be his own thing. And that seemed to work out pretty well. No, for it is Sofia Coppola. And against it is Sofia Coppola. <laughs> We presented me with a catch 22 then, apparently. <laughs> so they kind of evened it out. That's all I'm saying. And I guess you're also referring to Max Landis, who is the mm-hmm. Don Landis, the screenwriter for Chronicle. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say for it, I guess. Then you know, if it if it if it leads to you know a handful of talented people coming out of things having good connections, why yeah, you know, whatever. Like Martha Princeton, uh, Keith Carradine's daughter, who's awesome in Raising Hope. You are, yeah. you are, you are bringing the references today. You got mm-hmm. a Martha, Martha Plimpton reference. Oh yeah. I like, I like Raising Hope. Hope. I watch that show. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's fun. I like it. I like it. enjoy myself. Um, Jordan. Yes, sir. What superhero movie could benefit from a low scale approach budget wise? The Punisher. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like, like a, like a gritty drive Punisher. Yeah, yeah, with just as much head squat uh, stomping in. <laughs> Punished. Uh, Alan, if yes. I, you gain telekinesis, but specifically the power of flight, where would you uh-huh. want to fly to? Where would I want to fly to? Your mom's house. I was thinking, I was so thinking, oh, you have no idea how much I want to say your mom. Um, <laughs> say it! <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, your mom. <laughs> Just to be clear, he said he could, not that he would, and legally, he's not in a binding contract to edit that out. <laughs> All right. Where would you actually yes. fly to? Um, I, I don't Reno. know. Reno. <laughs> Reno. <laughs> the biggest little city on like, earth. <laughs> um, I'd probably go to Rapid City, Arkansas, or wherever. <laughs> yeah, Rapid City. No, i go to Epcot. Epcot Center. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I really like the Food and Wine Festival every day. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to our newest segment, the last thing you saw, which is where we explain the last thing we saw, regardless if it's in theaters or at home or somewhere, and try to do it in about five words or less in terms of us reviewing it. I could have explained that better, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Abe, you go. <laughs> uh, last thing I saw was The Descendants. I rewatched it again, um, and uh, very good film, solid. 
You think Clooney's going to win? Oof, I don't know. I'm kind of rooting for Brad Pitt for Moneyball. That's way more than five words. Yeah, I know. Thanks a lot, Aaron. Ruined my mojo. Alan? Uh, I saw Ridley Scott's Gladiator like two nights ago because it was on late and I couldn't go to sleep. Cause Were you not entertained? Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> entertained. I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> Walk, walk. Yeah, no, that movie. Every time that, anytime that movie's on, I was, I can't turn it off. One of the last things I watched was the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover. And in five words, this movie is really naked. And that's all we only get five yeah, words. No. You don't even get to, you don't even get to explain that. <laughs> um, the last thing I watched was District Nine. And watched it a while. Oh, nice. Solid, solid movie. Really, really enjoy it. Good effects. I like the racism in that. <laughs> and I, and I, I thought. In five words, it would be fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> the uh, I, the thing I recall most about District Nine is how I believe Clint Eastwood's Invictus came out that same year, and, and I, I thought, wow, District Nine handled apartheid way better than, than Invictus did. Also, the aliens looked better. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that racist? That wasn't intended to be racist. It's just a joke. <laughs> okay, I'm just just I, to be clear, I, I thought not have a second meaning. True. Me, the black guy, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Like, if you guys can laugh at Tyler Perry, you guys can take a joke. <laughs> Who laughs at Tyler Perry? <laughs> I like Mania. But, Aaron, are you like Token and you just can't help but give him money? No, I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie. All right, let's move on to Movie Trailer Talk, where we discuss a couple of the newest movie trailers that have come out recently. And, um, yeah, we got two this week. And the first one, I will go to Silent House. Silent House is a... It's a remake of a Spanish horror movie of the same name, and the idea behind the movie is that it's shot entirely in one take. So it's literally an 80 to 90 minute movie that's entirely filmed within one single take. And I can hear Alan already just fading off in the distance. I'm here. Okay. Uh, yeah, and this film stars Elizabeth Olsen, who was recently also in Martha Marcy May Marlene. And uh, yeah, so with that in mind, what do we think of this trailer? We can it seems like a really scary type of... It's like the worst nightmare you can for flipping a house. For <laughs> flipping a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the real estate market, I hope. Oh. I think that's Are We Done Yet. Or Are We One of Them? I, don't, I haven't seen any of This matters. Ones. This matters. You get your Ice Cube movies right. <laughs> I thought it was a John C. Lee Ginley picture. <laughs> I thought it, it looked yeah, pretty it, good. It looks, it looks fun. Yeah, it looks like it's a good romp. Uh, I definitely think that the uh, the whole entire real time thing is gonna be something. I, I mean, besides twenty four, I haven't really seen anything with like real time, and especially in a movie, I guess. So like Nick at Time, I think it was the last one that kind of did real time. Nick and there's, there's been real time movies, but this is entirely with one one camera. Yeah, so. with one long take. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Uh, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm for it. It looks worth a Netflix instant watch at least. I assume none of you have seen the original Spanish film that it's based off of. Alan saw like 30 seconds of the trailer. I saw like a minute and a half until I realized it wasn't the right one. Like, I almost got to the coming soon. I was like, oh, I don't think this is the right one. Because <laughs> like halfway through, I remembered, oh, you said remake. Yeah. It, it seemed, yeah, that one looked cool. This one looks cool. I'll watch it yeah. at some point soon. I, I have I have seen the, the Spanish film, and it, it's, on a technical level, it's very well done. And there is like, there's... At least two very good scares in that movie. Like the whole movie is kind of unsettling, if, like with the atmosphere and whatnot, mm-hmm. and how it kind of sets mm-hmm. itself up. But there are like two really good scares in that one. And this, excuse me, this one, um, 
it looks like it's doing the same thing, obviously, because that's the conceit of the film. But it has kind of a different setup, it seems. So I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm curious to see this more so than you know most kind of remakes, especially ones that are like this close to because the original one that came out only like two years ago. So I'm curious to see how this one plays out. I'm looking forward. Well, to Well, I it. think like the Spanish speaking one has a better title, but because that one's like El Casa del Silencio, while the American one Silent House. That was actually pretty. Oh, like, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's a very generic horror title. Yeah, I got goosebumps well, when you said that in Spanish. I got goosebumps when you said that in Spanish. That's how it's right. It is Spanish again. You and not the ladies. <laughs> Say it again, Ellen. Mufasa. <laughs> no, I got it. I was just busy repeating what you told me to say. Oh yeah. Sorry. Poor Abe interrupted. Thanks, Abe. Lo siento. Abe. Mucho. <laughs> oh, what's the odds? Okay, so the, the Aaron, silent... do you want me to do the rest of it in Spanish? I'll do it. I'm good. You silent... bring in the bilingual audience. The... No moleste los animales. En la biblioteca. Tembrense sentados, por favor. So, to the 12 of you that are still listening, The Silent House <laughs> comes out on March 9th, 2012, and now let's move on to our next trailer. It is called Project X, and it is another found footage type movie. Um which is being produced by Todd Phillips of The Hangover and Old School Fame. And this is about a group of kids that throw a giant house party, which seems to be going just completely crazy out of control. So, so yeah, the movie, yeah, three kids throwing a big party, things get out of control. What do we think? Abe? Yeah, it looks awful. Yeah, not you, you not a big fan awful. of it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of his past work. Uh, Hangover didn't do it for me way too long and had some funny parts, but just with a lot of boring nothing in between. And I'm not a big old school fan either. If I wanted to watch films with 20, like 18-year-old girls with handicam shots, there's plenty of stuff for me to find on the internet. <laughs> I don't need to watch a movie about a kid who might maybe try something sometime soon. Mm. I don't know. The trailer, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'll wait, I'll wait for reviews. Yeah, same. It just doesn't seem that creative of a found footage concept. I like the idea of putting it into a comedy setting. It didn't look funny. But is it a comedy? Yeah, I couldn't really tell if it was well, like... There, yeah, there's two like, trailers. Yes, the first one isn't funny at all, and then the second one, it's like, hilarious, breathtaking. Hmm. You'll be laughing your ass off, or whatever, and it's like... Is that from, like, the local the CBS one, station in Kansas? It was from the local CBS. Oh! <laughs> it's the trailer I saw with the movie, with Chronicle, yeah. before I saw it. Oh, I didn't... Yeah. I didn't know about it until you told me, to, hey, we're going to talk about it. I'm like, oh, what is that? Is that like the sequel to Project Nim? Or <laughs> is it the other, or is it the other project, the remake of the other project? Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the old remake Matthew Broderick, right? The remake of, of yeah. Of yes, thank Matthew you, Trump's Alan. Project That's what I was like, what do you, what do, I don't know what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> I did it. This was, that was the movie you saw instead. You're like, what is this? This isn't Project X at all. <laughs> this isn't a remake of that chip classic. <laughs> I was very upset. I was like, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Let's uh, get to our film review of Chronicle. Chronicle. Which in Spanish would be... Chronicle. I have no idea. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> You're probably going to want to get this on camera. I don't want to do it. Dude, I don't want to do it. Okay, are you ready? Okay, Come on, you do it. Give me a countdown. I will, okay. I promise. Ah! <laughs> are we rolling? I'm gonna get the gum. Pull it right out of his mouth. <laughs> wait, 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 why are we running? 
this one. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> She's just looking at it. This is my theory, though, is that it's like a muscle. Watch this. Dude! Holy crap! That's why I think we're getting stronger, you know? It's... She thinks it's stolen. No yes, it was the black guy this time. Because <laughs> we're working it out. There's nothing stopping us. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that's just some red nigga. What the hell is this guy's problem? All right, so that was a little bit of the trailer for Chronicle. Yeah, that's where I stopped it. That was a little bit of the trailer for Chronicle, the uh, new found footage type movie starring a number of actors. <laughs> um, it. <laughs> It's like I don't know their names. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. I know yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that's the, that's the only one I remember too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Chronicle is about three high school friends who basically gain superpowers after making a discovery, and um, kind of the setup for the film is that one of the characters, Andrew, who comes from a broken home, has started to film all of his life, and um, kind of brings the camera along with him, and the camera continues to you know film all the things that the. Uh, the friends are kind of discovering as they learn about their powers and using them. It's telekinesis powers they have, and they're having fun and games, but sometimes choices lead down dark paths, and things get a little crazier than one would hope. So, with that in mind, let's start with Alan. Yo. What did you think of Chronicle? I really liked the first two acts of it. And then the third act was was fine. It just, I think it had a lot of potential, and a lot of the things they were doing in the beginning was really good. I like the way they set up all the the three main dudes, and I like the way they set up uh, Andrew. I like I like the main character a lot. Uh, well, how they set it up, and then in the end, it just seemed. If we go into spoilers, I'll go into it more. But it just kind of seemed like they kept adding to it, adding to it, adding to it, and not really kind of. It just didn't deliver the way it should have because it seemed like they took all this time to set it up into a nice ending and not like a nice ending, but an ending that would be more coherently and make more sense than what the first two acts did. Uh, because I think the dynamic between the three of them were really good. I liked the different kind of B plots that were going on. There were certain plot holes that came up in like the third act that didn't really bother me, but it just like, Oh, okay. And like the third act, he was walking around in scrubs and they were like yelling at each other and all I kept thinking was Akira. So it just kind of threw me off for a little bit. I just, it, over and over again, like he was like, Andrew. And I was like, that's all. <laughs> that's a great pull. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, honestly, I couldn't stop thinking about Akira the last like act of this movie. I was just like, I just need to go home and watch Akira right now. Um, Canada! But I, I liked it. I liked it. I kind of am curious to see what, um, I think his name is Josh Trank, the director. Yes, correct. Yeah, I kind of dig, dig it. I don't like that he's a year younger than me. That really upsets me. Um, it's just, it just hurts my heart. Uh, I like the movie, and I'll probably watch the next thing he does, and I'm into it. I, I like it. Uh, I am really sick and tired of you know your superhero origin film. Um, they're always, in my, in my opinion at least, like the weakest of any superhero series. You've seen it all done before. It's usually pretty by the numbers. And all that said, I really enjoyed what they did with the superhero slash supervillain origin story in this movie. Um, yes, it was still a little bit by the numbers, and I could definitely see where, at least where Andrew's story was going right from the beginning. That was pretty clear, and especially since I'd seen the trailer, which probably gave away just a bit too much. But um, 
I, I really did enjoy it. And I'm, you know, on the other angle of it, it's not just a superhero origin film. It's also a found footage film. I don't have the same problem with them that a lot of people do. I actually like most of the ones I've seen. Um, but this one definitely took that just to a brand new place well, with the introduction of uh, telekinetically controlled cameras and um, kind of crowdsourcing the images. And I thought the arc of the camera was a really, really cool thing to add to the story. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of it, actually. I, but, uh, I didn't like some of the, the holes that I saw uh, in it. In terms of the storyline, I thought the storyline was, was pretty cool just in terms of, well, you know, there are these three high school kids that happen upon this really strange object in the middle of nowhere uh, and they all of a sudden develop these powers which is pretty cool you know they, they have a lot of fun trying out all these new things i especially like the flying sequence uh there's there's the point that he makes but it's really cold and they have to wear like these north face jackets and gloves because obviously it's really cold up there um but in the moment of their lives that they are right now i can see where this all makes sense in terms of you know the drama building up because i think it really only follows them for maybe like a few months um and uh the Andrew kid, yeah, his character development was like, man, that guy, he's just really messed up, uh, which I completely understood. But at the same time, I was just really annoyed by him a lot because uh, there was a lot of... He was a little baby. Yeah, exactly. He, he's he's a whiner. <laughs> now, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, I'm not trying to like pile it on him, but it's just that he didn't realize that, yeah, they are his friends. He does have people that he can confide in, and then he kind of just... He doesn't realize that he has these friends, and then he kind of just pushes them away at some point. And so I, I found him to be a little bit annoying. Um, he's got these, like, cliche lines of, like, oh, don't tell me what to do, or I don't want rules, and, and no, I'm not turning off the camera ever. And, uh, I mean, there are some just some aspects of the plot that I found to be also convenient, which was the, the, the girl in the film, who was also video logging everything, I found her to be, like, just a convenience factor in having different sequences shot in a different way. But I mean, overall, I wasn't really, I wasn't really into the film as much as some other people were. So I, that's kind of just a nutshell. Yeah. I, uh, I really like this film as well. I, um, I'm sorry. I'm with, I'm, with, I'm with Jordan <laughs> and Alan on this one. And I, uh, I liked it. I actually liked it as more as it went along. I, I, I liked the third act quite a bit. Uh, and just in terms of how it had, I mean, it becomes basically actiony in the third act. Mm. Is kind of a way to sum it up. But I, I liked how it, mainly because of the format we're using, the found footage format of how it kind of portrayed a what would usually be a ginormous budget action sequence with, you know, from a from a distance and from different perspectives using various cameras and stuff. And I like I like that. That stuff. was but cool. The, yeah. Yeah. But um. I think the main thing that I appreciate about this movie is the the chemistry between the the three leads and just the they kind of captured a sense of awe and discovery and the powers that basically only they have. I'm on you. You're not gonna give me this time. You ready? What? Yeah. Okay. I'm on you. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Let's go. Seeing that kind of register, and that's kind of why the found footage thing angle works for this film, I think. It's because you, it feels more realistic in a sense applied to the situation that they're in, in, in terms of capturing 
these guys dealing with something that only they have and playing around with it and experimenting with it. I like I liked how that played out. So I yeah, I like once once they got once they had the powers I liked the so like as it started I was like yeah it's fine and then it got better for me as it got to the second act and they're playing around with things and then I really liked the third act as well for the reasons I already kind of explained so yeah overall well, I, yeah. I dig the second act a lot I dug the second act a lot I can't talk I'm sorry I dug the second <laughs> act a lot I think what sets this apart from other origin stories that we see for these movies is that one yeah it's found footage and I don't really like found footage movies I don't like I didn't like Cloverfield there I said it but I really like this one. But what sets it apart from other like superhero origin films is that you don't know where this is going. Like some of the some of the movements are telegraphed. Like some of the storylines, you know where it's going to go, but you still kind of don't. So it has that whole aura of wonder. Like, oh, where are they going to take this? Because you're not familiar with these characters. Like yeah, in terms so of you how they're to going be... to react in certain situations and how they're going to explode, or like in terms of just the overall character development. It's kind of both of those you, things. You kind of, yeah, you kind of know where Andrew's going to go. Yeah. Because one, the trailer gives it away, and two, that's just kind of how the character was built. But like how, like the character of Steve Montgomery, played by Michael P. Jordan, you you're kind of not sure how he's going to handle the powers he yeah. gets, or the cousin uh, Matt. You you're just not sure, and I, it's kind of nice. It would have been they could have taken this many different directions. One of them, it just worked out. I I liked I liked how it worked out. Uh, just the ending can turn into a big action sequence, but they're they have telekinesis. They 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 can't. I don't understand how they could absorb those hits. It seems watch. like they. I mean, because they also had flying powers. I mean, I think it. I think there's more. I think I don't think they. Because yeah, like there's the same word like in the trailer where like he stabs him in the handle with a fork. It seems like they have powers involved. But then they also got hit in the face with a baseball, baseball and got bruised. Thing. They got bruised, but they didn't seem like they're in great pain from it. I get. I mean, there's well, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in pain because I'd be laughing that's so still, much. That's, that's so funny. But it's still that was still like early on too when they were first learning their powers. I mean, they were getting stronger as they were going. That's true. Yeah. 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 Well, whatever. Fine then. It's still yeah, here. Absorb them. Still here in Seattle. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't under the impression that they were absorbing the hits so much as they were just invisibly deflecting them, just like with the fork. You know that it's just it, as long as you see the shot coming. You can create kind of an invisible, invisible woman type shield around you. Maybe. As far as the found footage um, angle goes, uh, what there, there's kind of two ways I was kind of appreciating and kind of being not annoyed, but kind of it seemed very apparent to me that it, in terms of movie logic of explaining why there's cameras, it's that the idea of justifying why there are cameras in certain scenes, and yeah, at some points that kind of bothered me, but other points I was I kind of enjoyed how the movie kind of handled it and there's opposed to being just one camera i did like how it sets up early on that like with the girl who is convenient in ways and I, I agree with that aspect yeah the girl character but like it's the movie sets itself sets up that it's not just going to be the one camera it's going to show you from another camera at some points and then it kind of expands on that concept as the film goes on and i kind of appreciated that i kind of liked how it it played around with having with having multiple cameras going on because it's not it's not like a I say found footage in quotes because just there's doesn't seem to be like a real name for that this subgenre yet which is basically emerging as a subgenre like it's but like this movie isn't like a, a compilation of it's not you know there's not there's no justification for like we found this footage and assembled this movie for you to watch it's just like this is how the movie's being shown this is this is what's going on and so the idea of showing it from from the um, security cameras, iPhone cameras, video cameras, and stuff like I, I found that interesting. And the uh, yeah, Andrew controlling the camera with his own powers—that was also 
That was also that was something that, that was, I could believe. Sick. I really yeah. liked that. I mean, I could believe that it was like he had a god complex, basically yeah. at that point. Well, he's an he's an apex predator, but yes. um, which he says after he read the book like three days ago. Anyway, but uh, in, in terms of the convenience of the of the uh, cameras, I I was annoyed because there wasn't a point where I didn't realize that okay, they're they're having this situation because they need a different angle, or um, like there's a scene later in the film where the, there's a husband and wife in their apartment and they're like, oh, don't look out the window because there's something going on and it's like it's from his perspective, which is okay. I understand that everyone's recording it. Um, I really did like the security camera footage and like the helicopter footage and stuff like that. But I felt as though even if you made this movie not a found footage movie and just made it a movie without those moving parts, I would have enjoyed that still. You know, I, I probably would have enjoyed that better had it just been a movie about these three kids, not a found footage movie, just them realizing, you know, the awesomeness of their powers and the, the responsibilities that they have to take with it. So I was annoyed by the camera more than... I disagree with that. I think it'd be less personal. It'd just feel like a yeah, generic, just feel like no. a generic superhero movie at that mm. point. It's... I don't want to go see it. Like, I want to go see a midnight showing of it on Thursday night, and it was packed. Mm. Yeah, so so was my midnight showing. It was like, I was actually what? really surprised. No. I had to sit in the front row of the theater. Oh, that's... Sucks. It was weird. Did you crane your neck? I, I don't. I think the novelty of it being a found footage film really worked for it. My neck was fine. Um, yeah, I mean, the things like the, the husband and wife yeah. scene in particular, it, it doesn't bother me because I don't know. It's just, especially in the age we live in, like immediately, if if I think about that scene, I'm brought back to all the very very similar footage we saw from 9/11, where it was just. People looking out windows because they heard yeah. explosions with their cameras, and you've got hundreds of those examples. And it, granted, I mean, Seattle is not New York City, but it's not you know a, a small town either. And it seems to me that, especially a place where you've got all the people on like the observation deck of the of uh, the Space Needle right. and stuff, you're you're gonna have a lot of cameras, especially when you've got you know Akira going on in the space, <laughs> right? He needs a laser gun. <laughs> Well, no, there's two. There's two scenes that bother me with the camera. The one, well, there's one scene in a hospital room. Yeah, did you? That was that was a little weird. That? Yeah. I was like, what? Just like, gonna set it up? I was like, what are you talking? Yeah. See, yeah. See that that scene that one got me because I'm like, okay, you literally just said that. The other <laughs> scene where the girl who's a blogger but has that camera set up by the doorway. Just yeah. Perfect. Just for Matt. It's perfectly there. Like that was the one time I was like, oh, it's it's it's. Oh, that's right. That's good. Those are the two yes. times I remember. Yes. Right yeah, those, those are the areas that bug me, yes. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot more story with the girl and Matt that was left on the cutting room floor, but oh, it'll be yeah. in the director's cut. But apparently, that there's a lot more to that than we actually got to saw, at least according to a Just Trend. Hmm. Yeah, I got the gist of it. And in the fictional yeah. world of their lives, of course, there's much more. <laughs> no, no, no. I, mean, I, I know what you're saying, yeah. I bet they boned. <laughs> exactly <laughs> well, yeah, what I was But, I mean... What I'm really getting at, though, is eventually, theoretically, we will get to see that story, and hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense within the story. The Lost Tapes. Yeah, that didn't really bother me that much. Actually, that little B story, I was fine with it. I was happy just because the movie played really quick for me. I, I appreciated yeah. the pacing of the film. It just it moved along. As... Yeah, it's only like 80 minutes, right? Yeah, like... yeah. yeah, without credits, it's like 80 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Was, was there anything after the credits? Yeah, no, there wasn't. wasn't. I was thinking that there was as well. I, booked it I stayed. I, I stayed. I wanted to go yeah. sleep. Yeah. yeah. Actually, speaking of the credits, my well, not really speaking of the credits, but the only part of the movie that I actively disliked was the final scene, um, which not to get into spoilers, but just like 
it was quite obviously shot in front of a green screen. The dialogue was a little stilted. And I, I granted, have no idea what I what I think they should have done instead. But that particular epilogue type scene didn't work. You know, end it before the epilogue. That's all you had to do. Just end it right yeah, there. it would have been yeah. fine. Yeah, I, it just exactly. But uh, I had like, a problem. Maybe it has, has like an after credit scene that could have put. Yeah. Like a tease of that even. Not even like the whole what it is, but maybe like just a, hey, here I am. Like, well, you know, like the, the problem I had with that was like, look, you have this this kid who has destroyed like a lot of downtown Seattle, probably hurt a lot of people, and yet you're like, you're, you're gonna tell him, I miss you, man. Wish you were here, buddy. It's like, what is your what? You know, I don't understand this. He was he was on a rampage, and you had to do what you had to do, but it's just, I don't get it at all. I, that, that was in annoying. many ways, so I felt that the character thought it was his fault. Yeah. Like, he blamed himself for everything For not that being a friend so to him, like, happened. early on in his life, I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, I, I mean, in terms of that kind of character development, I, I kind of really didn't care about Matt, per se, but in terms of, like, uh, uh, Andrew, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of felt for him. I felt bad for him, but I never really understood the dynamic of, of their relationship as much as I probably want to. The other thing I, I thought about a lot was, like, they brought up a lot of, uh, like, Plato and Arist Aristotle and whatever, and I was like, I guess this is kind of almost like a Greek tragedy to some degree. Uh, it's got some elements. Yeah, and I wish I understood more of the references of what uh, Matt was pulling up when he's talking to um, the girl and everything else, because that probably would have made a lot of sense if I knew the storyline behind those other characters. The Plato's the cave, when he's, I was like, uh, to me, like, those scenes are like, oh, look how smart the screenwriter thinks he is. Fascinating. <laughs> well, I mean, according to him, and I have read a couple interviews, it was more just everybody knows at least one or two kids from their high school that discovered philosophy and nihilism, and all of a sudden they thought they knew everything about everything. Mm. And that's kind of like the most dangerous time that anyone could possibly get a superpower <laughs> is when they think they know everything based on hypothetical uh, philosophy and you know, that kind of nothing matters, I can create my own rules, etc. Which is why adding powers kind of, it makes it interesting in this movie. I mean, it's, it, it applies basically lenses on these personalities of these characters, especially someone like Andrew, who is coming from a broken home, has these, this antisocial behavior going on. He has all these problems and just giving it, like, giving him, giving him superpowers and, letting him explore in that fashion. And like, you see like that spider scene where he has, that's there's things coming out because of that, that are getting enhanced that make him, I find, I find, I find Andrew interesting and I have problems with him in terms of, I guess the actor, but not necessarily oh, the actor. It's more of just how, it, no, it's not necessarily the actor, although I can get to that in a retro review that I thought of, but um, just, I guess how the screenplay kind of piles things on. And yeah, that is an issue of where, the choices he has to make in the span of time that the movie allows, but I, it's also, I mean, it's a movie. It's a popcorn movie. It's a superhero movie. I can't, I can't, if, if this was a multi-volume comic book, or if there was, this was a multi-part TV series or something, I mean, you can justify leading him down to the dark side quicker than than in this 80-minute movie, but that's what it is, and that's how I have to accept it. So, uh, Listen, it nice his move to the dark side in this movie felt more natural than it took three movies for George Lucas to do Anakin. <laughs> like, it's, it was, I went with it. It was fine. Especially when you have the foil of Michael Kelly as his dad to bounce off yeah. of. Yeah. Um, liter literally and figuratively. Um, you know, he was a very believable a-hole, as he is in many movies, and it just worked very well. You could, see, even if you don't agree with, uh, with what Andrew did or does throughout the movie, um, 
you definitely see why, right. and you can totally understand oh, yeah. why between his his terrible father and his dying mom, why he would do the things he did. Yeah, of course. I mean, like he is a damaged kid, but um, we shouldn't leave out Michael B. Jordan because I want to make a reference to a friend of the show, Kyle Chandler, and uh, Michael B. Jordan was he was he played Vince in Friday Night Lights. But uh, about Michael B. Jordan, that guy is really buff now. If you want to see him like when he actually looked like a high schooler, watch The Wire. <laughs> Yeah. Wallace. Yeah. Where's Wallace? He is like yeah. a stick. Dude, honestly, then. yes. That scene kept playing in my head at the end of the second act. Like, what happened to Wallace? What happened to Wallace? Where's Wallace, man? I, like, between two of them, you know what scene. Yeah. Like, you know, what happened? What happened? Like, all I can think of, where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? What happened to Wallace? The wire runs in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Michael B. Jordan, I think he actually did a pretty good job. I like Michael B. Jordan. I'd- I, yeah, I think he did a good job too. His enthusiasm yeah. really rubs yeah. off. On yeah, him. you can see he, why he wants to be class he, president. You can see why he's playing the most popular kid in school. Yeah. Like I really, I really enjoyed seeing him around and seeing it's it's neat seeing these. I mean, you have Andrew and then you have Michael B. Jordan as 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 a as, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Steve, Steve Montgomery. Montgomery. Steve, Steve Montgomery. Steve yeah, Montgomery's Montgomery. president. <laughs> and um, just yeah, seeing he's. I like, would have made him Steve Montgomery the third just to kind of heighten it. <laughs> He probably maybe he was, but yeah, seeing him, you know, who's the basically the opposite character of Andrew, just seeing him have these kind of powers and seeing how he plays off them, and then you have Matt, like you have these three different perspectives on having superpowers, and I, I found that I found all that stuff kind of neat. And again, I like the chemistry between all three guys. That's really what got me through a lot of the movie, just seeing them interact, especially towards the beginning, where you know it's slower than the, than how the rest of it yeah. kind of plays. Out. I mean, like uh, I like their chemistry as well, I like their charisma and chemistry. But the thing that bothered me was they were starting to build up this friendship and then all of a sudden there's this lightning storm and it, he even one of the characters even says some nice consoling words later but he still goes on to be a jerk you know i really i was like i guess that through the whatever's happened in your life has really made this profound profound impact on you but i don't i can't really tell i mean i guess he was he was i guess what i'm conflicted about is that he shows elements of good and bad and i'm not really too sure why he went one way or the other, but I don't know. I mean, that's, that's I guess, really trivial. Well, hey, with great power comes great I know, I was thinking about that. <laughs> the time where they're starting to build up rules, I was like, Uncle Ben would be great right now. <laughs> hey, um, Aaron, you brought up District 9 earlier in the episode. Yeah. And this movie reminded me a lot of District 9 in it's that it's a low-budget, low um, you know, but still special effects heavy how did you think the special effects of this one kind of stood up against District 9 or, or similar lower-budget special effects movies? Good good point to bring up, and that's actually why I watched District 9, just because I was I was also yeah, I was also thinking about District 9 while I was watching the movie. But um, the what what helped what carried me were for the effects because this is this is shot in a budget, shot in a low budget, shot in like 12 million, I believe, something like that. And um, what got me through the special effects, which I do think are a bit dodgy. There's, there's, there's no scenes really where I, where I was convinced of kind of the things going on where like it looked, you know, good where you like, you have things like him picking up cars or moving around teddy bears and stuff like it just, it all feels like an effect that's being you know played on. Like I can see the trick happening in front of me, but what got me through it is that again, the, the using the found footage conceit of seeing, of just kind of seeing these guys in the moment, doing these things and kind of having fun with it. That, that made me believe it more than what the yeah. visual style of the movie would have me try to do. What, what about the flying in particular? The flying I enjoyed actually. I thought the flying looked pretty good. 
And uh, I thought I thought when they were above the clouds it looked great, but when they were kind of hovering, yeah, when they yeah, when they first <laughs> it looked started, like they were in harnesses, yeah, yeah, because their their legs kept moving. When they first started, it was like yeah, these guys are on harnesses, but yeah, once they got once they really started flying, it's like yeah, okay, this looks pretty cool. The, the football scene was just awesome. That was pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. And actually, the, the the whole third act action stuff, I actually thought that was all really well done. I, I wasn't I wasn't feeling pulled out by effects in the third act. Yeah, yeah, because like, it was at nighttime, so you couldn't really. Yeah, that really point, yeah, that's that's just easy filmmaking tricks right there. <laughs> but, like like I said, the CGI background and the final 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 scene bothered me, and the the juggling. Uh, yeah, you yeah. guys know what I'm talking about. It, ju- CGI juggling just never looks right, <laughs> but I kind of gave it I kind of gave it a little bit of a pass in that it's not supposed to look like real juggling. It's supposed to look like somebody faking juggling. So I can I can kind of forgive it if it doesn't look true. Oh, I had an issue with that scene from a plot. Yeah, like he's exactly. I do too. too. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I am the biggest introvert, and now I'm the biggest extrovert. No, not even that. They set up rules and not do it in front of people. Uh, Yet, hey, hello, high school. I'm doing everything. (laughs) Clearly, clearly, this is magic tricks. (laughs) Everyone's in awe. Clearly, like, wow, he's the greatest magician. Hmm? Now, another thing I question or not question that i thought was interesting is kind of the movie's i guess the movie's logic on kind of geek culture i guess is my thing because when these guys discover powers they kind of they look there's a thing where they look up the word telekinesis and they like have it's as if they've never heard of this word before and but they have it's kind of focus on their studies Thank you. It, it's kind of the same. Lo- it's kind of the same logic involved in like The Walking Dead right now, where yeah, basically heard the word zombie. Yeah, basically zombie movies never existed. Telekinesis. Yes. You tell. The ability to move, lift, vibrate. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Spin, bend, break, or impact objects through the direct influence of mental power or other non-physical means. Sounds okay. familiar. Does sound very familiar. In Chronicle, it seems like this is a world where possibly su- certain superheroes just have never existed. Like they never considered this as a factor before. Like doesn't because they they seem it seems very fresh to them the idea of having special powers. Not and you know you don't hear them saying we're like Superman now or we're like we're just like Jean Grey. Like they're they're not saying these things. They're just kind of wait. Were you, you did you say you're okay with that or you kind of had an issue with it? No, I was saying I found I found it interesting oh, that that was the choice yeah. they decided to make, as opposed to like having pop culture references right, about right. the fact that they're doing things that their favorite superheroes are doing. Yeah, but kids are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so one guy got really focused on Aristotle and all that stuff, and then another kid is just you know Steve Montgomery, and then Andrew is probably too poor to ever read a comic book. <laughs> you know what? You've done it. You've explained everything away. So like I. <laughs> I've heard a lot. Of, I, I'm around different types of people all the time. I, I can believe it. I had I'm a I'm an avid comic book reader, and I had someone walk in. And it's like, oh, you have all these comic books because I don't have real books in my office. All my real books are at home in my office. It's all my hardcover graphic novels. All your real oh, nice. books are. Yeah, so like they're like, oh, I never met anyone who's actually owned a comic book, and I looked at her like, okay. Like people just people are just retarded. Like I'm sorry, yeah, people <laughs> are just dumb. They're ignorant, and yeah, I believe it. I'm like, oh, he doesn't know what telekinesis is? I believe it. Yeah, going with it. I have very little faith in humanity. I wasn't trying to be funny, I'm just... I'm totally okay. I think you should drive a Chevy, because at the end of the world, Chevy's going to save you. You think so? According to the commercial, yeah. Oh. Any other uh, thoughts on Chronicle? Was there a sound, or is there any music in this movie? Well, it's a found footage movie, so no. Mm, okay. There was <laughs> one scene... No, in the, in the final Akira battle, there was one part where music swelled 
Um, But it kind of, it was only in one scene, like one take, so it felt like it could have been playing in the place. Because I was was looking for, like, the scene to cut, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I feel like that's more the case, because there's no reason for there to be, there's no score in these kind of movies. Well, it's just Um, like The Wire, where the only music is ambient. Yeah, that's like, even the wire. I mean, yeah, it's it's ambient, yeah, because it has yeah. kind of that, that gritty realism to it. But like, except like the yeah. Anyway, yeah. There's no reason to score a movie like this because it's all technically taking place in real time on cameras that people are act, are using themselves. Yeah, like they weren't going to be able to afford that extra green shot at the end if they decided to score it. Sure. <laughs> so, and just be happy. They, they would have still filmed it. They just wouldn't it. have filled in the blue screen. It would have just been blue behind them. <laughs> I'll add that uh, Josh Trank, the director, is being considered, according to rumor, for the Fantastic Four reboot, and I would really like to see what he could do with hmm. that, um, especially since some of the powers here are, like I mentioned earlier, similar to the Invisible Woman's, and, um, you know, that could be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next, and yeah, I have been yeah, I've been hearing that all week as well, Josh Trank's been pegged for Fantastic Four, and so yeah, I'm, I'm curious. And, and it but certainly couldn't be worse than the first anything about it? Or doesn't he like? I think he was quoted as saying, "You know, much, you know about it as much as I do." Yeah, that's that was early in the week, but who knows? I mean, yeah. Well, maybe now. He's playing coy. I don't. I don't. I don't believe anything until I see it. Exactly. Like, so. Yeah, I'm like, that's cool. For all we know, it'd be Tyler Perry's fantastic foe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> I would watch it. But he is gonna be the thing. Medea goes to Lot Barrier. <laughs> <laughs> Doctress Doom. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's move let's move into our rating then of Chronicle. And each week we try to give a a rating that kind of says when you should go and see this movie, as opposed to a number or a thumb or something. We just would go with a kind of a, a when you should go see it. So we have a rating that goes from IMAX to theater to dollar theater to Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. So uh, Alan, where would you put it on that scale? I would have said DVD, so like Netflix, but yeah, like I I, I don't think you need to see it in the theater. Like, the effects aren't that impressive where you need to see it in a big screen or anything like that. But I think it's a good story, and it's worth your time. So I'd say Netflix or like that. Jordan? already made its money back, yeah. so it doesn't need it. Jordan? I'll say theater. Uh, just don't sit in the front row. <laughs> Abe? Uh, I'm going to say uh, HBO. Uh, really, I don't know. Not, just not that impressive, with it. I'll say theater as well. I, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Um... Well, continuing in the trend from a different angle, let's uh, move on to our box office, where each week we kind of go over the box office totals for the week and try to find out if our previous predictions were right. Last week, friend of the show, Adam Gentry, he predicted second place of $12 million. Abe, do you have any recall of what you predicted of that Chronicle would make? The one, the one of the one of the few new movies opening on a weekend? I predicted seventh place with $900,000. Yeah, that's that was that was an actual prediction. Okay. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, I nailed it completely because uh, it came in at first place of $22 million. And, yeah, I, well, I dead on destroyed the office. Good for you. <laughs> I was very happy with myself for saying that. <laughs> so, yeah, Chronicle came in $22 million, first place. The Woman in Black, the film starring Daniel Radcliffe, which I quite enjoyed as well, actually. Came in in second place right behind it. And The Grey, still doing well in third place. And uh, Drew Barrymore and is shaving the whales of big miracle in fourth place apparently and then there's a bunch of other movies so there you go so out of the way let's move on to retro view where we discuss a couple of the 
films that we kind of thought of that relate to the main feature of the week. And I know there's a couple in mind already, but uh, Alan, any films that came to mind? Just uh, Akira. Yep. <laughs> that was a great pull. But that, yeah, Akira. Like, honestly, I couldn't stop thinking about it. That and The Wire because Michael P. Jordan. Although for a while, I was like, who is this guy? I know him. I know him. And then they show a scene when he was younger. I was like, oh, my God, it's Wallace. And I said that in the theater. I woke up, I woke up the uh, potheads that were sitting next to me in the theater. Like, they were my friends. They were just talking about Del Taco the entire movie. <laughs> but I was like, it's Wallace. And it was like, oh, what? Was like, nothing, nothing. I was really stoked. And then, um, I don't know. I called back, like, like there's a party scene. And all I kept thinking about was, like, um, can't hardly wait. Oh, because I, I'm stupid. And I can't, I can't think about that movie. <laughs> no one's stupid on our show. Oh, really? Let's try it. Oh, oh, honestly, every time he kept saying um, Apex Predator, I kept thinking of um, Randy Orton, the wrestler. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you didn't think of Apex Theory? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Jordan, any movies came to mind while you watched Well, uh, we already talked uh, District 9, but uh, I will give one that's got a connection that actually, the more I think about, has some thematic connections as well as its uh, personnel one. Uh, the movie Big Fan, starring... Mm -hmm. um, Pat Nozzle? Pat Nozzle, yeah, thank you. Uh, the text was very small and I was blanking. Uh, it is an a movie about a Giants fan, interestingly enough, with the Super, uh, Super Bowl today. But um, it's Pat Oswalt is a very damaged person who I wouldn't say comes into power, but comes into some interesting delusions. And it's actually edited by Josh Trank, who directed Chronicle. I did not know that. Huh. It is... Um, it's it was available on Netflix instant. I don't know if it still is, but it is a fantastic movie. And this is coming from a person who does not care about sports movies whatsoever. But I was just captivated by this movie. That's a very Jordan, good movie. Jordan, yeah. Jordan, Jordan, would you say that you are a big fan of the film? <laughs> I'm hanging up. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jordan. Uh, Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> No, yeah, no, big, big fan. yeah I'm definitely a big fan of that movie. That's a good movie, yeah. That's a that's a strong movie. That's a strong a strong Pat Nozzle performance. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I thought of uh, Unbreakable. I thought of X Men Origins, the TV series. Unbreakable. Yeah, Unbreakable. Kelly. You thought of X Men Origins Wolverine? No, 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 no. I mean, I'm sorry, X Men First Class. Um, yes. the... I had figured you meant yeah. that, but I just wanted to say it. Uh, <laughs> the TV series Heroes, uh, the first season. Uh. And then, strangely <laughs> enough, Donnie Darko, because... Uh, that's not a bit. Yeah, well, the part where they're talking about, oh, wow, you know, like, this telekinesis is this and this and this. It kind of reminded me of, like, when Donnie Darko was researching time, time? time yeah, time travel. And he's got to go through all these books and figure it out. So it was kind of um, a Donnie Darko kind of moment for me there. That's essentially a superhero story, too, in a way. In a sad way. Yeah. Well, I guess they're both sad. Mad world. The uh, I thought of a couple. Th Akira was like running through my mind the whole time. I can't time. believe I didn't think of that. Apparently you didn't. I can't believe you wouldn't either. Because <laughs> I was like, I thought that was really obvious. Because I was like, oh, I want to mention Akira, and they were like, yeah, duh, you're stupid for even bringing that up. It's so obvious. I like, also it, find it very hard to stomach that it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> no, like knowing that Akira, like the, that movie got like the plug cup hold on it basically for the time being, the live action movie, Akira movie. It, it almost makes me think like Warner Brother, like. Warner, Warner Brothers, like, producers were sitting in, like, a test screen for Chronicle. They're like, oh, shit, we can't do this now. <laughs> like, it, it's just, just, like, so many, like, random themes that pop up and, like, little... It's just, it just, yeah, it just... Akira was running through this movie. Like, Max Landis, their screenwriter, was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, episode two came to mind because I kept thinking of Hayden Christensen and Andrew together, and I was like, he, he uh, had a, there, there was a whininess to him that uh, very much, very much reminded me, very much reminded me of of, of Anakin in, in episode two. Yeah. District nine, I said Cloverfield. I thought of. I like the Donnie Darko reference. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I didn't oh, think of that. But um, reminded me of Let Me In with the hospital. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, that reminded me of that. And then uh, Dawn of the Dead. Because... Also starring Michael Kelly. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the reason. Yeah, because he yeah. played that asshole character. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's like, it must have been, like, his brother. Yeah. John. That's the name I decided. It's really boring. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to bring up, which I had Abe... But Abe, did you watch this? I did. Okay, it's the... Um, it's called The Death and Return of Superman. Which is uh, oh yeah, yeah that, I've seen that yeah it's it's written and directed by Max Land as the screenwriter of Chronicle. Hey, Jordan, have you seen this? I had it linked to me and it's in my uh, my queue of videos it's to watch, what? but I haven't watched it yet. It's like sixteen minutes long. It's on YouTube. I'll put it in the show notes for sure. And it was really it was very entertaining. It just kind of goes it kind of it goes over the how how Superman died in the comics basically and just everything that built up to what what went around it and what happened what was the fallout from that. But it's also very humorous. It has a lot of has a lot of like random actors in there like Elijah Woods in there, Mandy Moore's in there. Like it just has a lot of like Simon Pegg's in there. Simon Pegg's in there. Yeah. It's but it's very entertaining and just a lot of fun. But it just it's just it's really cool see I can you can tell that Max Landis is like a huge comic book nerd. And it's it was neat to see kind of Need to see that come out, and I watched that like before I saw Chronicle, so I was kind of like clued into just because I, I was just curious because I saw I saw that like Max Landis had the short film that he made, so I was like, okay, cool. And like watching Chronicle and seeing just it's see, and with the thing with the points I made about how the the movie to me seemed like it was in a world where comic books certain characters basically didn't exist, or at least these high school characters had not heard of them. It was neat seeing him playing with kind of superhero tropes or superpowers and stuff like that, kind of applying that to, to this, to that screenplay. So yeah, the, the death of return of Superman, it's a cool, it's a cool little short film thing. Very entertaining. I guess we can move on then to uh, Abe's favorite time of the show. Besides the box office segment, of course, Abe, do you know what I'm referring to? I mean, I guess that it's, uh, it's the time where we all play games. It is. Somebody's got a MIDI controller. Someone's got special powers, that's what it is. So, there's four of us today, which means we can play some Knockout. Ooh, awesome. We share a special power with Elton John. That's interesting. (laughs) Are we all familiar with the game of Knockout? Do I need to go over the rules again? Yeah. You should go over the rules again, because I've been drinking. We should refresh the audience with how to play Knockout. I will refresh the audience with how to play Knockout. Knockout is where one of us names a movie director or actor, and the remaining three people go in a circle and keep naming a film relating to them until they can't think of one. That means they're out. They are knocked out. Recall this game now? Sure. So, so, for example, Abe would say Nick Cage, and then each of us in turn would say a Nick Cage movie. If you can't think of one, you're out. The last person standing wins the game. Awesome. Uh, since Jordan seems unfamiliar with Knockout compared to the rest of us, I'll let him go first with just name. Just all you have to do is name an actor or director. Don't do it yet. And okay. we'll go. We'll go. Me, Abe, Allen, and we'll go in that order, and go from there. So just name and. 
Any actor or director, and we'll go. Okay, since Dawn of the Dead came up earlier, I will say Ving Rhames. <laughs> uh, Pulp Fiction. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. <laughs> was he Mission Impossible 3? He was. Wait, wait, what was the first movie said? Uh, I Pulp said Dawn of the Dead. Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Um, oof, I'm blanking. I'm out. No, that's yeah. me. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, wow. What happened? No, out of sight. Thing um, Rames, by the way, according to IMDb, is an actor in 115 titles. <laughs> yeah, I can't think. Yeah, I got I got a whole bunch in my head. Um, um, oof. I'm done. Yeah. yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Do you have another one, Aaron, or was that it? Uh, Piranha 3D. He was in Piranha. Oh, he was in that movie. Oh. Yes. Apparently, Abe hasn't seen Piranha 3D, yeah. which means Con Air. he's made. Damn it. He's made a mistake. Con Air. Yeah. Oh, Con Air. All right. He's also in the incredibly terrible Day of the Dead remake. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> that never happened. Baby Boy, Undisputed. Uh, what's the other one? Bring it out the dead. Oh, yeah, those are my other ones I had. Okay. Um, okay, so th- this will go Abe, Alan, Jordan. Okay. In that order. Um, well, since we have a certain film coming up, Denzel Washington. Philadelphia. Malcolm X. John Q. Uh, the Taking of Felon 123. Pelican Brief. <laughs> oh crap uh the movie is with clive owen it's not public enemies this ain't it's... no bank robbery <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i'm out you're out glory inside man yep that's <laughs> the one <laughs> training day unstoppable um uh... Fallen. I got a little blue dress. Uh, well, not really nice. Uh, There's like eight Tony Scott movies you're not thinking. Shut up, Aaron. Uh, technically, I'm out because that was, that was a long time. But, and I wouldn't have. And also, you said Felum 1, yeah, 2, 3, like and it's Felum. I, I, let him, I let him hang on that one. <laughs> uh, man on fire, damn. Oh. All right, yeah. Oh, man. Congratulations, um, Alan. Um, <laughs> Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Alan, you're up. We'll go myself, Abe, Jordan. Why do I always have to go last? Jordan, Abe, me. Hey. Uh, <laughs> all right, then, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Green Lantern. You would. Well, I hated it. I didn't actually say I shouldn't say <laughs> that. The movie looked terrible. I didn't even see it, but. Abe. Um, you spent time with Cowboys and Aliens, and we all told you not to. Oh, no, wait, no, sorry. That was Mark. That was Mark. I'm sorry. Smoking Aces. <laughs> uh, b- buried. Uh, Paper Man. <laughs> uh, Van Wilder 2, The Razzis Hajj. Was he, he in the second it. one? I think he was, right? Oh, no, he wasn't. Damn it! No, it's called The Rise yeah. of Taj. cameo? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it me? That's me, waiting. Oh, oh crap, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Ryan Reynolds was in Adventureland. The Proposal. Ooh. He is in lots of movies that you guys haven't named. 
Yes, uh, he is in. How long do I have? <laughs> it feels like you're you out. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah. The switch up, or what was that one called? Uh, the change up. Uh, yeah, I was out anyway. No worries. There's also Van Wilder. Congratulations, yeah. Aaron. Oh, see, when he went to the second one first, I assumed someone said the first one. I didn't hear. No, no, it was trying was, to be clever and failed. Cool. Yeah. All the cool kids reference Van Wilder too. I know. Tosh. <laughs> referencing Mission Impossible out of order, like. You could have. You could have also referenced Dick. Because he had a small role in that movie. Yeah. What was the one? Uh, he was in Wolverine. Fat kid. Yeah, Wolverine Origins. Uh, what was the one where he's a fat kid and he goes back to his hometown? Like just just friends, just friends, just friends just yeah. Friends. And then he did the nine, the nines. Yeah, the nines. Yeah, yeah. that was that was pretty good. Let's do uh, mm-hmm. one more. How about that? Buried, buried. I said yeah. Buried. All right, um, I'll go since I haven't. I've been in it all. Time. Okay. All right. Um, we'll, so, we'll go Jordan, me, Allen. Okay, so Jordan, you, Allen. Morgan Freeman. He's old. <laughs> Morgan Freeman was in Wanted. Morgan Freeman watched Andy Dufresne climb through a pile by mile of in The Shawshank Redemption. He was in Batman Begins. He was also in The Dark Knight. Morgan Freeman also starred in the Bruce Willis action film Red. He was also in the Best Picture winner for that year of Unforgiven. And he provided voiceover work for March of the Penguins. And don't forget about Morgan Freeman playing Nelson Mandela in Invictus. (laughs) He also played God in Evan Almighty. And also in Bruce Almighty. (laughs) And Morgan Freeman was also the dream catcher. He also was the president in Deep Impact. Uh, that is correct. Did anybody say seven yet? Because he was in seven. No, you 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 got seven. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman also made a prosthetic tail for a dolphin. <laughs> <and> dolphin. <laughs> is it my yeah. turn? Yes. Okay. Morgan Freeman also <laughs> helped Keanu Reeves be in scientist and chain reaction. Uh, I believe he was in Driving Miss Daisy, although it's been a long time. <laughs> he also co-starred with Denzel Washington and Matthew Broderick in Glory. He was also the only Muslim in Robin Hood and Prince of Thieves. Crap, that was the one I was going to say. Uh, Suck, Jordan. Damn it, hold on, hold on. I still got a few seconds. Uh, he's in uh, Million Dollar Baby. One thing you didn't see come was Morgan Freeman doing the narration in Conan the Barbarian this past summer. <laughs> oh. Oh. He was also <laughs> in Stand By Me. Stand By Me? No, he wasn't. No, no. Lean on me. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> see, I should have uh, with the accent. He was in... It's just me and Aaron now, right? Yes. Yes. He was in Lucky Number Eleven. <laughs> he was also in another woman when he got in a car accident, but that's besides the point. Jesus. <laughs> Morgan Freeman also had a brief cameo in The Love Guru. Jesus, I, Aaron. I know, I'm going there. I'm pulling. That I means believe... you actually saw The Love Guru. <laughs> uh, I believe he provided the end movie narration for a little film called War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Let's not forget about Morgan Freeman's groundbreaking performance of the bucket list. <laughs> um, uh, let's see here. He was in Amistad. And he was also in Gone Baby Gone. Was he? I forgot yeah. about that one. That yeah. Virgin there, or Captain that retires. You ever notice he's in two movies that misspell seven? Oh my god, you guys ever notice that Jordan stalls? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and also because I'm out. Uh, okay. So Aaron, good. you had one more? Did you have one more? I did have one more. It was Unleashed with Jet No, no, Lee. we gotta hear it in the Morgan Freeman voice. Come on, say it right. Morgan Freeman trained Jet Li in Unleashed. I also had his IMDb page for open for like the last three rounds, so. <laughs> and let's not forget about the sum of all fears. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Would you guys have accepted Dark Knight Rises? Because that one's not out yet. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, really? if, only if it's A, we say no. No, because the previous like the Born, like the next Born series. Yeah, yeah. So that was okay. Um, okay, so let's move on to... Uh, oh, next... he's in Red! Did anybody say Red? That's I said Red. Yeah, in his Morgan Freeman impersonation. Those action romped Red. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about Safe House, which stars Denzel Washington and Ryan Reynolds. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that movie. But um, as we do, we will make some box office predictions and see where we think about that. So yeah, Safe House comes out next week. And just to pad things, we also have The Rock hijacking another franchise with Journey 2, The Mysterious Island. And um, Star Wars Episode One, everyone's favorite Star Wars, coming out in 3D, and uh, future MTV Award winner star of 21 Jump Street, Channing Tatum, and Rachel McAdams in The Vow. So those, that's the steep competition next week for Safe House. Um, <laughs> Abe, what's your magical guess this yeah. week for box? <laughs> well, you, you brought up the Star Wars thing. Uh, that's something I didn't think about, but... Uh... I will say first place. A presence you have not felt in some time. Yeah. <laughs> Let me use the force to figure this one out. Uh, I'll, I'm going to say first place with, uh, I'll say 21 million. Impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. I will also say it will be in first place, but I'm going to say at, uh, I'm going to say 70. 70 million. Seven zero. Yep, it's Star Wars, plus you got the inflated ticket prices of 3D. No, 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 um, safe house. We're predicting safe house. Oh, we're just yeah, on just Safe House first? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Safe House. Uh, I don't even think I've seen the trailer. Uh, I'll say fourth at $8 million. I'm going to say third at uh, 14 Third, 14 I Yeah, the Star Wars thing throws me off, so I'm not even... I thought they came out like next, like the week after, not this week. No, because they have to save the week after. I have to change my plans this weekend. They have to save. They have to save next week for for Ghost Rider or the the week after for Ghost Rider because that's going to break the bank at the box office. Uh, that's that's a Valentine's Day date I'm waiting to do. I I'm can't so wait. Actually, I have Kissing to wait. fire all over you in theaters. Actually, I, I have to wait to see. Star, I have to wait to see Star Wars until that weekend. So I have to see Ghost. I have to see Ghost Rider because I feel so begrudged to do so. No, I'm not. I'm really excited for Ghost Rider. <laughs> I have to see Ghost Rider at midnight so I can see Star Wars on Friday. But I'm oh, down. I'll do that. Yeah, Safe House. Uh, Jesus, the Star Wars thing throws me off. I don't, it's Episode One, so I don't know what to think. But I'll, Episode Two. <laughs> It is actually. I am Skippy. We can go. We can go into that at another time. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah. yeah, I actually like the prequels. I just don't like episode yeah, I, two. Yeah, I'm a yeah uh, yeah. I'll, I'm there with you. Uh, for I'll yeah, I'll go first place and I'll just I'll one over I'll one up Abe. No, I won't. I'll I'll one down Abe. I'll say eighteen million. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, so there we go. We'll see how those turn out next week, I guess. Wait, what was the placement for Safe House for you? First, I said first still. Oh, okay. Maybe I should say second, but I'm not I'm sticking my gut. And I said eight. Did I say fourth or third? Fourth. 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 Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's um, move into the end of here because that's going to do it this week for Out Now, Fair and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog site, thecodezeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com. And I have a huge announcement, actually, for whysoblue.com. We have our own iPhone app now. Woo-hoo! This just this happened this literally two days ago. Our official iPhone app for whysoblue.com came out, which is really cool. It's a sweet little app that, you know, has all the articles that we post up there because they're always Blu-ray related or movie review related and contests sometimes and other fun stuff. But it's a completely free app, so get Go for it if you want. I'll put it in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? You can find more of my work at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, twoanimalswalrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Alan? Okay, you ready? Okay. Um, I have a Twitter, which is MrDVD. That's MRDVD. And I also have a new blog that I write, and it's called The VHS Diaries, which is me going through old VHS tapes and trying to see the movies that I loved when I was younger and seeing them now and kind of just shaking my head at the fat kid I used to be. And that's thevhsdiaries.wordpress.com. Awesome. I read your first post about Face Off, and I was quite entertained. Oh, good. (laughs) And Jordan? Uh, you can, of course, hear me on the Legion of Dudes comic and media in general podcast at hhwlg.com, the Walking Dead TV podcast at walkingdeadtv.com. You can follow me on Twitter at JordanFRMJersey, which coincidentally, I just got an Xbox, and that's also my gamer tag if you want to friend me. Uh, not the at, but the Jordan FRM Jersey certainly. Uh, and other than that, you can find me all over the place on the internet. I'm there. And just, just so we have this in stone, my, my, full, uh, my full prediction for the weekend like I said, Star Wars 70, uh, Chronicle 2nd at 18, Journey 2 3rd at 17, then I said 4th, uh, the other, uh, what was one? Safe, uh, Safe House at 8, and I'll say The Vow cleans up 5th place at about, right about 8 as well. You prepped for the show, I've been prepped, yeah. I like this. No, no, I'm, I'm just shooting ahead. <laughs> cool. When, when I knew we had to talk about that, I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to look and see what's coming out. And so I came up with a whole list before realizing we were only doing Safe House. So. No, no, it's all good. I mean, Abe does nothing to get ready for this. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> don't get my I don't even get off of work on time. <laughs> I, get, I get a lot of stuff done at four in the morning. So. Anyway, um, yeah, you can find all the other episodes of Out Now, Fair and Abe at iTunes at hhwlod.com, where you can also find the other shows, some of which Jordan is a co-host of, such as The Walking Dead TV Podcast, Legion of Dudes, and Half Hour Wasted, all just fun shows to listen to with guys to talk about comics and games and other fun stuff. You can also find most of the new episodes and some exclusives at outnowtapodomatic.com. You can also feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com and compliment Abe at sounding very coherent despite being late at night and having to wake up early in the morning, as well as compliment Jordan for willing to participate in our fun and games and Alan for finally starting his own blog. And um, yeah, also like our page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. We post all the, you know, the newest episodes up there and, you know, I provide some, some fun stuff. Every now and then as well. I like have like I like interaction on the Facebook page when we get it. So yeah. Uh that's gonna do it this week. Next week's safe house. A lot of fun talk today, guys. Glad you all came here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it was fun to be here. Great. Thank you. Um until next time. So long. And goodbye.
Is it my yeah. turn? Yes. Okay. Morgan Freeman also helped Keanu Reeves be in scientists and chain reaction. Oh, 